Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. Buy Summer Skates, personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products. gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. By M-Drive, you're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey, play ACHA Division I in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos, an iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort you make your destination. And by the NCHC and NCHC.tv, subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of college hockey champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy with the ha ah, the goal horn that signifies I just snuck back into my hotel room about five minutes ago. Seriously, uh, <laughs> right here at that Blackhawk, Colorado, about eight thousand feet above sea level. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein. You know I'm wearing headphones from Long right? Island, New York. How are you? You know I'm wearing headphones, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I should have given you a forewarning about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I experienced uh, three-way accidents and everything else. Whatever. I have to sneak out there and delete that from your damn tablet. Or <laughs> that'll never happen. Or, that'll or whatever the hell you got that hidden on. I'll, no, I'll send some virus somewhere, somehow. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh, good Lord, folks. Um an hour and 54 minutes it took me to go 47 miles. Oh, uh, so now you know what it feels like. Yeah, well, I wasn't planning on that, okay? You uh, you plan on it every day. No, you I know don't plan on be. it. I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, but you know it. It's going to be that way every day. It hasn't uh, been this way ever before. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking at my phone. I'm driving up these windy roads. I realize I've just got a few minutes. It says... Uh, seven fourteen arrival time. Then it says seven twenty arrival time. <laughs> oh, but I made it, folks. I'm here. I'm ready. It's College Hockey Southwest Weekly. We got a great guest on again tonight. We've got uh, the head coach, director of hockey for men's and women's hockey at Robert Morris University. Uh, Mr. Derek Schooley is going to join us here in about thirteen minutes or so. Um, That's good because that means people don't have to listen to us prattle on for. Some yeah, you want me to play the goal horn for him? 
Um, <laughs> no, I actually want you to do the opposite and play that darn thing. Uh, um, I mean, unless you're going to use it on yourself, but then in which case. Anyway, uh, that was classic. Okay, so yeah, be- before that, we okay, bring. That, you want to call it that, that's fine. I'm not <laughs> call it that, no. Uh, before I had to do something to lighten the mood because it was stressful getting here. I'm on the 12th floor, folks, or the top floor, whatever that is. Uh, called the penthouse. Yeah, it took me a while to get up here. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. So uh, before we bring the coach on, let's talk a little bit about what's going on this weekend uh, in college hockey because when you look, and I pulled up the pairwise strictly for this uh, point, um, Colorado College is traveling to Minnesota Duluth. Guess who's right. number one in the pairwise? Um, well, I guess it's not Brown anymore. Um, Minnesota Duluth. Okay, yeah. I, gee, I'm shocked um, you brought that up, though. Okay, Western Michigan traveling to Denver. Right. Guess who's number two in the pairwise? Uh, it's not uh, – I'm going to guess that it's Western Michigan. It's Western Michigan. Yeah, so there's two of our four teams in front of me. Have, uh, have, have top two pairwise – matchups this weekend so that's incredible uh the other matchups we have arizona state traveling to play quinnipiac and sorry for my scratchy voice folks it's just uh it's been one of those days um and of course air force and bentley are going to play at the air force academy this weekend so all kinds of good stuff happening um it, see it's, now we see see now we can ask the coach when he comes on and especially since there's no games this year um do people in, in in various programs, even if it's the first week of the season, and they right. know it doesn't mean anything, do they look at the pairwise anyway? Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good question. Okay, well, we'll ask them that. Right, well, how about if we ask them that right now? Because I think we have them online with us. So uh, let's not wait any longer. Let's bring them on. The, uh, the head coach, director of hockey, Mr. Everything for Robert Morris University, Derek Schooley's with us. Derek, you got Scott and Paul with you. How are you tonight? I'm doing good. You forgot event planner, fundraiser, <laughs> uh, podcaster, because I'm doing a podcast on USCHO. Really? Uh, well, and then, yep, every week, uh, every Monday with uh, Jimmy Connolly, Connolly and Ed Trafalgar, we're doing a podcast. Uh, and then uh, then Hockey Coach Fourth. I'm a hockey coach that doesn't even have a team to coach. So, I mean, I don't even – I think the last time I was on the ice might have been in uh, September. So, it's uh, I've, I've got every other job you want to do. it. So, you, we want to know about the pairwise, huh? Yeah, well, no, hold on. Do you want to get that, that Paul, first, Scott, or we want to ask the important question first? Ask him the important question first, Paul. Okay, uh, the important question is, um, how much fun did you have this weekend at least finding out the results of your daughter's hockey tournament? Did you get to go? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not get oh, to go stinks. because cause I, we had our uh, celebrity right. uh, alumni game. Um, so I was actually – what I did was my, I got my oldest daughter in um, – my oldest daughter goes to Gilmore Academy – in Cleveland. So I went up there on Friday and she's a diehard colonial fan and they, she was off. She didn't play game. So I told her, I'll pick you up Friday to go, yeah. but then we're going to go an hour and a half East and we're going to go to the Mercyhurst sacred heart game. Okay. Cause I had two of my former assistants playing against each other. Right. And then, then I drove her back down here and uh, uh, we did the, I watched live barn. I watched the, the live barn games of my youngest daughter and, Obviously, uh-huh. you must know that through Coach Powers. No, I saw uh, the. I actually saw the the Twitter post. 
Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Coach Powers' daughter's on the same team as my daughter. Right. And uh, so I watched some live barn on Saturday. Sunday morning, got up, watched live barn, and then we, we did our uh, celebrity game. So that was uh, – I was happy that they won, but uh, obviously uh, uh, we had a bigger bigger week. Yeah. We had a bigger weekend. We had our, we had our, what was, what we were calling our uh, Robert Morris hockey, our championship game of the year. Cause that was our only uh, uh, game that we had. So we were, we were, uh, Sunday was focused on, like I said, event planning and right. fundraising. And we're, we're going to get to that because you didn't include travel agent apparently in your uh, <laughs> description there because you had to travel plan for your daughter to come back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Then I had to drive her back to Cleveland yesterday to go oh. back to school. So I, it's a, it was a, it was a big circle. I actually made her drive. She's eighteen. I made her drive up there. I said I've been driving way too much. This is your turn. Yeah, why not? I, I totally get that. I make my son drive now that he has his license too, when I don't have to. Yeah, and that's, that's right. fair. Either one of you two, because I'm by myself out here in Colorado, going between <laughs> everywhere. But okay, well, don't bother. So with let's the let's dig in. Let's dig into this. Uh, let's dig into this thing, uh, Coach. Tell us about the pairwise question that Paul asked. Do you guys look at it this early in the season when you're coaching? You know what we you do starting around Thanksgiving. Okay. It's so it's so fluctuating. Like we, we I'll I'll go back to. It would have been – we had a goalie, Francis Murata. It would have been his freshman year. Um, and we played Dartmouth. They came into to Pittsburgh over Thanksgiving. Friday we beat them 3 nothing or something like that. And and, and we played again on, on Sunday but or Saturday we played, but we played at PPG Paints Arena. And, I, you know, I heard the rumblings. I heard somebody talk about it in the locker room before the game. We're in the visitor's locker room of the, of the, the NHL, and you could hear the coaches' room and – you can hear people in the locker room talking about it. I, apparently, we were like fifth in the pairwise at that point. <laughs> and uh, what what do you think happened that game? Oh, uh, yeah, we, I, I, we, I can't. I, I I only can imagine. Yeah, we got we got smoked. So we had one. <laughs> I think we lost like four to one. And that was my post game talk. It was like you know you can't look at stuff now. And then, of course, uh, I went in and started looking at it. After oh, of course, that, yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you, you got to go in and look at it, right? But you can't talk about it. And I think we ended up actually, we had a really good year. We lost in the finals. I think we ended up like 17th. But I think it really, like our guys then started focusing on it because it, it starts to get real around November when the Ivy League start playing and you start getting games in like that. I mean, I think quite, I think like, as messed up as the pairwise was last year, I think we were like Atlantic Hockey had like four teams in the top sixteen. If it, if it would have been a normal year, because so many teams weren't playing, and right. you were playing your your just your conference games, and if you had some teams that actually played some non-conference games like we did, and we won, we went four and two non-conference, and um, our pairwise we were pretty high. I think we ended up like like we were like thirteenth or fourteenth, but Atlantic Hockey last year would have had like four teams if the pairwise would have been in effect, but the dreaded P word, I always, my uh, radio guy, Mike Pursuit always would talk about the pairwise and he'd always talk about, you know, when you, when you win this and, you know, like we're in first place and he's like, okay, when you go to the NCAA tournament right now, USCHO <laughs> has you playing the Gophers. I go, will you stop? I mean, it's, as a coach, you, of course you're looking at it and reading it, but you're not, you can't talk about it. I totally understand, but that's, I mean, I, that, that's why I kind of phrased the question the way I did. I, 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 you know, because whether 
you know, whether you discussed it with your team or not, um, it's it's almost an instinct to look, is it not? Well, I mean, it, there's just so much. Like, <laughs> there's you actually have to you got to like used to be able to go to college. You could get away with not looking at it because you go to college hockey stats uh, right. to, to look up stats for the, the previous years. But now you got to go, you got to go to USCHO. You got to go to CHN and it, it's staring you right in the face. So I imagine <laughs> I, I'm not looking at, it. I couldn't, I didn't know Brown was number one until you guys talked about it. I, I mean, it maybe was, they were uh, second, but I just, yeah. I was like, wow. Whoa, okay. Yeah, I, yeah, they, they were second because Harvard was number one when they were four and oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's so, and that it's so fluctuating. I mean, you, you go and have a couple good wins. I'll tell you that I'll give you a pairwise story. Niagara one year, it might've been 2013. Uh, we went, we had seven non, uh, non-conference games that year and we beat some really good teams. We, we beat, we won our tournament. Uh, we beat Penn state twice and they, this was their independent year, but we were six and one non-conference. And within that six and one, we beat Miami. They were five. We beat Ohio State twice. We had some really good wins. And we were, we actually, we got eliminated from the tournament. We actually practiced all the way up until the the NCAA tournament was announced because we thought we were going to get in. But Niagara went 4-0 against us in league. And they had a massive pairwise number because, but they were two and five non-conference, but they're, they did really well in the league. And they and we, by them beating us four times, like they were like 11th. I mean, it's that's how it fluctuates. It's how you do against other people. And to be able to sit there and figure it out, <laughs> you need to you need to <laughs> I don't know who's who whoever figured it out the oh, pairwise, I, but Mr. Pear, <laughs> and he was wise, I guess. I yeah, can't I guess even so. imagine. Listen, I I was decent at algebra, but I had I have no concept of what the heck. Uh, <laughs> that, now you know why he was. That. Now he's a phys ed teacher. Uh, yeah, well, it's that, almost that, like you're, <laughs> one of you guys is in New York, right? Yes, I am. Okay, and and one in Colorado. So explain to me. It's it's almost like the pairwise college hockey Southwest and one's in New York <laughs> and one's in Colorado. It's a, uh, coach, I mean, explain that one to me. The Southwest from us now runs from uh, Lindenwood all the way to the Pacific Ocean. So (laughs) we just don't go north very far. Colorado is about as far north as we go. (laughs) You you end at the Mississippi River? For now. Uh, Right now we do, yeah. (laughs) Well, next year we're going to add Lindenwood and Omaha. So we'll have six NCAA teams. But uh, the reception has been so overwhelmingly uh, positive for us out here in Colorado that uh, I was shocked, to be honest with you, Coach, because – Denver, Colorado College, and Air Force have just been unbelievable uh, uh, partners with us to, uh, to to get access and to visit. Uh, I spent time with David Carl again today, and, uh, of course, he's not very happy after coming off of uh, uh, <laughs> four straight road losses and scoring a goal in the in, in a game for the last three games. But, um, yeah, they, the access has been great. I'm just shocked, to be honest with you, that there's no media coverage for them because I'm the only one there. Uh, on Tuesdays for media, and in, in a market like Denver, you would think that would be different. Yeah, you, you know what? Obviously, I lived there, and I worked for for Frank at the Air Force Academy for five years. And Frank's wife is the godmother of my oldest daughter. And um, you know, I played for Frank, worked for Frank, and you see it. And there's such good programs, but there's not a you know other than uh, you know 
the Mike Chambers when he was with the Pioneers. Now he does the Avalanche. He did a, a great job covering it for it was the Denver Post. And then, uh, you know, Colorado Springs Gazette. I mean, they're, you look at their, they used to, I mean, they used to write stories about the, the away games and everything. And it's almost like the, you know, following away games is the, the dying breed. They just take a press release now and, and throw it out there. And uh, that's such yeah, a good hockey area. They, they do need a lot more coverage, that's for sure. Well, to finish the answer, though. <laughs> But you started. You started in, in, you know, you started this, 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 this company in 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 Arizona, and I'm an ASU alum, so that's where the Southwest comes from. Okay. Okay. Well, I I got it. I got it. I mean, hey, my I actually my wife was. They were text texting uh, Greg Powers' wife, and he said Derek's got to go. He's got to. I got to be quiet right now. I'm like, <laughs> like, how do you got to be quiet? You're texting. First of all. And uh, she was texting Greg Power's wife, and obviously he's on your show all the time too. So, uh, okay, I got I got one thing before we dig into your big event here. Uh, I saw one of your players. He was wearing number eight for St. Cloud State. I know it's hard for you to uh, even admit that you had to lose a player like that. You know who I'm talking about, right? Aiden Spelsey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Boy, does he fit in good with that roster. He was all over the ice. Uh, I told uh, uh, Brett and. Uh, uh, Mr. Oliver, why am I drawing a blank of his name? Uh, anyway, after the game, yeah. and, and I said, yeah, um, no, Nick, Nick Oliver. Nick Oliver, yeah. Uh, yeah, so when I was talking to him, I said, man, you guys look like you're on the power play all the time. It just looks like there's an extra skater for St. Cloud State, and that that's the best team I've seen so far this year. And and Aiden was just, uh, he, he was just, uh, he was all over the ice. <laughs> he had a Well, that's good to weekend. hear. That's good to hear. You know what, for him, it's a, that's that's what he is. That's his motor. And uh, Aiden came in and he struggled. He, I wouldn't say struggled his first year. He, he, it took him a little bit to find his way in the lineup. And uh, he just works and there's no off switch in him. You know, obviously he was he would have been our cap, one of our captains this year. He was in a, wore, a, wore an A last year. He would have wore a C this year. You know, it's got to be hard for him because he would have been a, you know, a, a top six for us. And he played power play, he killed penalties for us. He played in all key situations. And, you know, I'm happy for him to get that opportunity to play on a, a number one team in the nation. And um, I'm, I'm thrilled with him. He's a world-class kid and comes from a great family. And, um, you know, but obviously you go from what you were going to be probably a, a top six and a key contributor, you know, taking, taking the face off, whether it's an offensive zone draw or defensive zone draw in the last minute at Robert Morris to now trying to find your way because he hasn't played all the games there. He's been a, he's been a scratch a few games. So it, you know, especially as a senior going to a new program, it's gotta be really hard on him. And obviously go from a, a, you know, a, a, what you consider to be probably your, 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 your driver of the boss and the culture leader and the captain to trying to find your way and fit in and, I'm glad to see he's doing really well because there are some guys that have left our programs that were key contributors for us that are having trouble finding their way. And, uh, well, you know, when he didn't, well, he didn't play all the games. So obviously he's starting to find his way and yeah. such a world-class kid. I'm really happy for him. Yeah. He uh, represented your program well. And the other thing was I'm sitting in press row at, uh, at the new uh, Ed Robeson arena and right behind me is the, uh, the broadcast booth for radio and I must have heard Robert Morris mentioned uh, 
15 times, I think. <laughs> so you got a lot of play on the uh, CC radio network every time uh, he touched the puck. So that, that that's the positive news. So there's more positive news, though, because Sunday you guys had a huge event. Uh, Paul and I were following it along and trying to retweet and do what we could from, from our long distance. But tell us about that. Well, it was a, a, basically five weeks in the making. I'm, when they rehired me, we knew we had to raise a lot of money. And I, I said, let's have a, let's start a, a celebrity game or an alumni game. And, you know, I, I, I think they kind of looked at me like I was crazy. And, and we, we, I said, I think we can get these guys and uh, we can get all these celebrities and we can, you know, get, uh, you know, we thought that we could probably get a, you know, we thought maybe by getting them, we could get it at the, the Penguins Arena and get 2,000 people, 3,000 people, whatever. And the more that we started diving into it, we thought we to have it in their practice rink and to have a have a, a smaller, intimate crowd instead of going down to the big arena would be outstanding. And um, the celebrities came out in full force. And we had Phil Bork, who's been a longtime Penguins radio guy, their whole broadcast team, basically, with Steve, Me- Steve Mears, who does a TV um, Josh Getzloff, who does the radio with Phil Bork, uh, and go down the list of Eric Tangrady, Tyler Kennedy, uh, and just continue. And, and then we got a massive call from from uh, uh, Ryan Malone. And Ryan Malone has just been unbelievable for us. Ryan Malone's a Pittsburgh kid. He played at St. Cloud as well. And he has just jumped on this bandwagon of not wanting – to lose a division one hockey program in, in the city of Pittsburgh. And then we got Colby Armstrong from the, the also from the penguins. And you just go down the list of all the people that we had. And, and we got Jamie Hunt who played at Mercy He played at one game in the NHL, but we had an unbelievable minor, minor pro career and Sean Sweezum, who was a kicker for the Steelers. And um, the, the celebrity team just kind of took off. And, and then we had our alums and men and women. We ended up with a, a large group of, of our, our former players come back and got some sponsors. And next thing you know, we went to selling tickets and, you know, tickets started off a little slow, but uh, we had a line out the door yesterday or a Sunday for, for tickets. We ended up with, uh, they say the capacity was 850. We're, we're saying there was 902 there, but um, I think there was probably closer to, you know, over a thousand people there. We had VIP tables. We had, a, you know, a lot of different things that went on. And the big key was we got Brett Kiesel from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Brett Kiesel has the long beard and is kind of a cult hero in Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. He's six foot six. He's <laughs> massive. And he, would, he didn't really want to play at first. We thought he was just going to stand on the bench. With, we had the mayor of Pittsburgh. We had, I mean, there were multiple people that a country music superstar called to sing the national anthem. And they were just coming out of the woodwork, and Brett Kiesel was the show. I mean, he <laughs> he just checking people. He was six foot eight. He started a fight with one of our players, and they were throwing fake. They were pulling their punches, and then they hugged at the end. And he threw one of our guys over the boards, and um, it just it just exploded from there. And it just was such a, a neat thing to have a, a large crowd and um, all the people behind it. And uh, we had the band there, and. Um, I just can go on and on about how exciting of an event it was, but we got, and you know, Ryan Malone, I was talking about him, but he got the guys from the, on the, on the bench guys. Like there's so much that went on in this game <laughs> that you just can't even, 
you're, you're like talk away and then you're like, oh, crap, I forgot to talk about Gieseler. Oh, I forgot to talk about the on-the-bench guys. And, you know, it just took a life of its own. So that be aside, that was a thing. And then I said, well, let's have an auction. And we just started, we were going to have a table with some stuff. And one of our fundraisers did some research and said, what if we bought this platform? And we just started building this auction. And I said, sure, I'll, I'll, I've done our golf outing. I started emailing NHL teams. And obviously, our story is a massive story. And we started getting an Ovechkin jersey, a Lemieux jersey, a Crosby puck. And it started blowing up. And I'm like, well, okay, we got about 25 things. There's no way we can do a table. We'll go online. And then I got the thought of let's email every college team and see what all the college teams would send. And I started getting jerseys and uh, – we ended up with over a hundred different things um, from pro and college. And like, it was, it, it just, it took a life of its own on. And like I said, I was an event planner, but uh, up until the day we were still like, I added Mike Gershon, who's the, the Chatham assistant or the Chatham head coach. He was my assistant coach to play on the celebrity team. Cause Emily Falzer, who played on the Olympic team's husband, Mike Matheson's a D on the penguins. And they had a little COVID scare. She didn't want to come and be involved in that. And you completely understand sure. that. And so we were, we were up until actually puck drop. You, you, you really didn't enjoy it until you actually saw all the celebrities walk into the building. And then you saw the alums. And we had a great VIP reception afterwards. And like I said, it just took a life of its own on. And there's so much that went on in that game that you, you don't want to forget anything. And, so the game gets the, our alums, or we got young alums. I had seven, five, four of my current players that are still on campus playing, three right. of the women's players, and we're playing against media people and guys that, that are, you know, Brett Kiso, what a good show he was, but he, 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 he lacks a stride. Um, <laughs> it, it, so we're, we're at the end of the, end of the first, and it's 7-3. And next thing you know, it starts getting a little bit farther and farther along, and Phil Bork, skates over to Logan Biddle, who is our women's uh, assistant coach and played for me and said, you know what? The best score is a tie score. Tell your guys I'm going to start sticking them if you don't, if they don't start letting me score. <laughs> oh, see, it always happens. It, you know, it is, you know, it's, it's like watching when you watch an NHL all-star game, they don't get serious about the game until it's close near the last four or five minutes of the game. And all of a sudden, you see the, the 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 shots get a little bit harder, and 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 the bodies come a little bit closer because all star game or not, guys don't like to lose. Well, it was twelve to five, uh, twelve to four, and that's where I thought, oh my god, this is going to get ugly. And um, that's where Borky said. So Logan went out, and another guy went out, and uh, they had their they had their their NHL guys, and I we posted the box score today, and it was uh, you know twelve to five, and you got. Armstrong with a goal, Malone with a goal, Ten Grady, Eric Ten Grady. There's another NHL guy I forgot. Armstrong with another goal. So I'm thinking, okay, well, it's there's five, four minutes left in the game and it's 12-9. Good. This is good. This is a good score. Made it look a little bit more respectable. The the girl, the they're letting them they're they're on the outside. Blah 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 blah. And next thing you know, it's 12-10. And then I'm like, okay, there's still three minutes left. At 12-11, they score with 10 seconds left. To be cool. <laughs> They score with like three minutes left. I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be tied. <laughs> well, then, then our guys like it, they ended up pulling the goalie, and it was it was great. And then we had a celebrity <laughs> shootout at the end, and 
it's just the energy and excitement with the band. And you read some of the quotes of like, even Colby Armstrong said, I didn't play college hockey, but the band gets you excited. And, um, you know, Ryan Malone and, and guys that you get, get the on the bench. Guys. This will tell you the, the first period, the end of the first period was seven, three, the pirate parrot played. And he was minus five. <laughs> he kept screening his own goalie because he was this freaking big mascot in the way. And they were like, they like, get the parrot out of here. He can't play anymore. He's killing us. Oh, at least move him up front where he's not going to get <laughs> yeah. in the way. Yeah. It, it, like he could block a shot from the point or something, but he was screening his own goalie. <laughs> so it's like, th- like, there you go. We got the on the bench guys playing in jeans, cut off jeans and no helmet. And you got the pirate parrot playing the first period. You got the Penguins mascot iceberg playing the second period. I mean, it, it, and see, the iceberg was was better than Pirate Parrot because he wasn't as big, and there was not as big a belly on him. And you know, so it, uh, he didn't screen the goalie. It, you don't think about things like that when you're setting no. up the roster. The Pirate Parrot can't play D. You're well, right. Here's the other question I want to ask because because I got to look at the rosters. Did you guys clone Brianne McLaughlin Biddle because she was on both teams? Yeah, you know what? We uh, she wanted the idea was for her to play for both teams, one for uh, one for the alums and then one for the celebrities. And she was uh, by the time the first period was over, she just we we did we did it great. We we had a, a ten minute warm up. It was originally going to be five, but the line was so long to get in, we extended it to ten. And then we did the introductions, and then we ran. We did a, a thirty minute running time period. We took a three minute break. I spoke and thanked everybody for coming and uh, appreciative. Please continue to donate. Can please do this. And that was a three minute break. And then we did another 30 minute running time period. She was just too lazy to go change jerseys. So she just stayed on the, so she just stayed on the uh, celebrity team the whole time. Uh, Well, since there were 23 goals scored, I assume she was not playing goalie. No, she was not. Um, We had, we had Carrick Davis who played for our, uh, was played one game for us in like 2007. He was our third goalie and a, a radio DJ asked me if he wanted to play goal or out. I'm like, okay, well, we needed a goalie so you could play goal. And he was really good. <laughs> and Carrick was really good. I told Carrick after the game, he was better, better than this. He's better now than he was when he was in college. And he goes, I know. <laughs> I don't so, know if that's good or not. Yeah. Well, he's, he, he runs a goaltending business now, so he better be good. But I don't know. I guess at the end of the day, and I know I'm all over the place with, with this, and that, that's how it was. But I think you could see the excitement through online and the excitement that, that this generated and the enthusiasm of – I mean, I still got Brett Kiesel, who is an all-pro, tweeting about this a day, uh, two days yeah. later. I mean, yeah. and, and Ryan Malone has been like – I said he's been unbelievable and – Go down the list with Phil Bork and Colby Armstrong and and not to mention our alums, David Friedman, who came in from Toronto, had to fly in because you still couldn't drive across the border. I mean, it it's it was it was one of those days where you just looked and I usually as a coach and you never look and you never are, are, you you don't stop and smell the roses a little bit and start appreciating what things are because you're always looking at the next game. Right. So like uh, I I stood be I went from bench to bench and I was kind of all around and I just looked across and I said there is a passion for our hockey program still here. There is a passion for Pittsburgh college hockey. And I actually stood there and appreciated it for a few minutes because 
I didn't have to worry about the next game. I didn't have to worry about practice on Monday. I didn't have to worry about, you know, I didn't have to worry if my players were going to go out and go to the bar or not because I knew they were, you know? (laughs) And the coach probably joined them, right? uh, No comment. <laughs> We're not turning this into one of those podcasts. Oh right? no, 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 no! I'm not, I'm not looking to do that. I mean, because that's what I would have done. Yeah, I, I just no. You know what? I was what I'm. I'm raising money. I, I got to raise money. So I. That's it. So so I was out. I was out schmoozy. Yep, I was out. I was out. No, and it was like it's one of those things that even two days later, it's you know we still got to. So our one silent auction ended, and it did phenomenal it raised close to um you know close in, in the in the thirty thousand dollar range and then nice. so then we got another one that started with our all the game worn jerseys and beer league sports was was great they we got jersey sponsors they gave us a deal then um, the jerseys are outstanding they're sharp and we got the celebrities to sign them um, we got those online we got um jerseys online uh, pucks online. And then we got, and then we keep getting donate like donations from colleges. I got an Ohio state Jersey today. That's phenomenal. That came in today. So it, uh, so we're still adding to the second phase of our auction and it's, it's continuing. So if, if there are people out there that do want to still, uh, go online and bid on stuff, it's, it's real easy. It's RMU hockey wins. Dot give so rmuhockeywins.givesmart.com, and that's our our phase two of our uh, our silent auction. But there's a Bobby Orr puck. A guy gave me a Bobby Orr signed puck at the game the other day and said, here, I saw you're having an auction. And I said, is this real, or did you write his name on it? And he, no, there, there's a certificate of, of, of authentication on it. I was like, okay, well, I guess it's real. I, I get, <laughs> I mean, now, it. now, because I, you would think I'd be prepared, because it's, but that's against what I do, so... You, give me the website again because I'm writing this down so I can put it out on my Twitter feed after we're done with the show. RMUHockeyWins, W-I-N-S, dot give, give smart, G-I-F-E smart dot com. G-I-F-E. You know, it's smart like like the pairwise, smart. <laughs> G-I-V or wins. G-I-F? G-I-V-E. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm like, did I mishear him? I, wanted to, I just wanted to make sure. I'd, yeah, I'd rather no. be embarrassed and ask the question than not be and get it wrong. No, <laughs> you know what? It, and like I said, I don't know if you could tell my enthusiasm. It's still, it's still, it's one of those, it, it's one of those euphoric feelings that you look and you say, you put something together in five weeks and at, at, there, at a week out, you're like, this is going to explode in, in the worst way. And then you look, <laughs> you look at it, and you went, "This was awesome." And oh. Pittsburgh college hockey is the the enthusiasm and the excitement. And now we need to carry it over because we still have a long way to go. We have a, a goal of one point four million dollars cash in hand, right? And one point four million dollars pledged. We've talked about this the last time that I was on, right? And uh, um, we're halfway there. We've nice. got probably about half of what we need, but I, I will tell you this. We've had half of what we needed for about three weeks now, but okay. now with this, this is a little Kickstarter here to the enthusiasm and um, the excitement and you know what? Hopefully we can, we can find a way to get to that, that goal because this is, 
this is too good of a program, both the men and the women to go away. And, um, I like where we're at. The university has been great. I, I'm very appreciative that the administration has allowed us to, to fundraise for it. Now it's up to us to get the job done. And then once we get this money, then it becomes an athletic department problem. This is not a, uh, we're going to raise this every two years and have to, right. to fight. And, and that that's a question I get all the time. And um, is this just something that we're going to have to continue to do this? And, and, and no, if this comes back, I, I, I would have a hard time thinking it would ever go away because nobody wants to go through this again. So if then it becomes an athletic department issue and, um, you know, I just, I'm so appreciative right now. And, and so, um, to get where we've got through the administration, through our athletic department and through the people there, but we need this final push. We need that next wave. And we've got a little over five weeks to get that done. So, we need this next wave to go. And, and uh, Ryan Malone texted me today. This guy played in the Olympics. He's, he, he's an Olymp- U.S. Olympian. Texted me and said, what's the next thing? What's the next plan? And, and that's the enthusiasm we have from people right now. What's next? And we've got a whole bunch of little events. But really what, what comes next is my event planning days are, are basically over. And now it becomes <laughs> fundraising. Well, see, I was going to ask that question because – um, as you mentioned, Malone is a Pittsburgh native, and 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 how much, um, I, how much, uh, I, I hate to use this. I hate using the word gravitas, but um, how much does that uh, push things even more? Knowing that uh, you've got a guy like that that's from the area. And you know, played for, plays for the Penguins, and and and, and, and to have him um, actually kind of take over as the head cheerleader for this. Well, you got. I mean, if you if you go and just look on on Twitter and, and you see it, and obviously you guys were, but I mean, when Brett Kiesel, and this is a a a, a world class football player. I mean, he won two Super Bowl championships and. And his, he's known for his beard when if, and I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to go to his timeline <laughs> on Twitter as we're speaking. Right. And his first three things are about one. He has a picture of him running a guy over the glass. I saw that. And he said, the dude was messing with the pirate paradiseberg. <laughs> and then an, another one before the game of, you know, them talking about, and he was obviously went from, uh, he went to the Steelers game last night, but then, like five of his six first tweets are all about hockey. Right. And, uh, you know, he, he did one in the locker room as, like it said, we believe in hockey at Army Hockey at Army. We will fight for you. And then he, this was pregame. And so if you look at his timeline and you're talking about a, 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 a massive public figure in Pittsburgh and he's got five of the first seven tweets are about Army Hockey. You can't say enough good things about that. And no. um, then you got the all the guys that are on the radio. Car- Colby Armstrong on TV. Uh, Steve Mears on TV. Phil Bork on the radio. I mean, that, once again, I, I, I can't say it enough. It's just been, it's been surreal to see, the, see how this turned out in five weeks. 
Uh, Coach, I, I don't think um, Paul and I thought that it wouldn't be a success because we've seen the hard work that you've put in and the dedication that you have, and it's fun to hear your excitement um, because, you know, you look at college hockey right now, and we need more stalls. We, we don't need to lose programs. We need programs. And uh, I just spent a couple of weeks ago watching Air Force uh, play an exhibition series against uh, Lindenwood and had a chance to talk to uh, Rick Zombo. And he, he said, uh, I sat in his office, he looked at me, he said, you know, uh, I, I'm not much of a schmoozer, but I need to do that now because we need to raise about $5 million and I got to get out there and, and get this done because our, our kids deserve a chance to play NCAA hockey. And that's definitely the way it is at RMU too. You guys need to be back. Yeah, and you know what? I know Rick pretty well. I'm from St. Louis originally. Um, obviously, that, that series was uh, added after uh, we dropped because Frank needed games that weekend. Uh, technically, I was supposed to, this past weekend, instead of having this uh, celebrity game, uh, Arizona State was supposed to be out here. Uh, they were supposed to go from here to Quinnipiac, which was where they're going next weekend. But, uh, um, you know, Rick's a really, I've known Rick for a long time. My parents still live in St. Louis. They live 15 minutes from the Centene Center there. What a beautiful building and um, that is. And Linda Woods campus is right there. Really nice area. And But that that is the case right now is, you know, you look at the, the new programs that are coming up, they all have um, benefactors per se, whether it was at Arizona State, they gave the, to start the program and now for the new arena, Terry Pagula at Penn State. You see Augustana got some big donations. And then if you want it, like if you want it, you've got to be able to fundraise and you've got to be able to do it. And I've done a, a pretty good job of fundraising. I just didn't realize how much I had to fundraise or I would have done it a lot more. I was in the <laughs> six figures. I didn't know, need to know I'd be in, had need to be in the seven figures, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. And you understand that, that that's the way the world is right now. And, um, you know, we do need more programs. We do need more stalls. We do need more opportunities for these kids. And, you know, we need, we need people to, to, to be able to say, Hey, let's step up and get this, get the job done. Whether you've got a interest in Robert Morris hockey, whether you've got a kid that's 10 years old that wants to play college hockey sometime, whether you've got just an interest in college hockey. Great. We appreciate it. Thank you. We need that. And that's what college hockey needs right now because that's everybody's going to need to, not everybody can put uh, 15,000 people in the stands like North Dakota. You know, some people are putting 1500, which is really good. Right. And uh, they've got really good programs. It's, it, it's just a, it's just the nature of the beast is that, that college hockey head coaches now are becoming more than just coaches and they're, they're counselors, they're uh, life coaches, they're fundraisers, they're administrators that are paper. And, and then coaching is, is down the list a little bit. And that's a, one of the best things about maybe at times being an assistant coach, because you just have three things to worry about coaching, hockey, recruiting, and video. Yeah, and exactly. th- those are the only three assist- things assistant coaches have on their plate. And the head coach has got 50. <laughs> so, well, I don't it's know, funny you... because because I've said that for years. Um, I, you know, not that I've coached at at your level, but I've done a lot of coaching and always told people I'd rather be an assistant coach because I actually get to coach. Absolutely, you don't have to worry about all the the politics. The you know, in 
you know, the funny thing about being a, a head coach is you can go into an, your office and, and the, the best thing about you as staff is when the staff is so cohesive, you can have arguments about, let's just say your, your lineup and uh, the ultimate decision is the head coach, but the assistants can push and push and push and you walk out of that door and you're all on the same page, whether you got your way or not. And there's times where the, my three staff members, whether it's my volunteer, my hockey ops, and my two assistant coaches, really had a strong opinion about our, our, our lineup. And I didn't necessarily agree with them, but they sold me on it. And it, it, it involved me making a lineup change or put, taking somebody out or, or having somebody. And then the next day, that person, they don't go to the assistant coaches. <laughs> like, I wanted the kid in the lineup. And I wanted to play him, and that was, and the I got the other three beat me down, you know. So then that player comes into my office the next day and says, "Hey, why aren't in the lineup?" I'm like, "You should go really across the hall and talk to those guys," but you can't because you're the head coach. So it, uh, no, it, it, it's a, it's a fun, it's a, it's, and I'll tell you this: those are the things you miss. Right. You, that's the thing I miss this year. You know, I talked about not not coaching and not being a uh, not being on the ice. You miss those things, and that's that's the hardest thing that I have is I don't have a a team to coach every day. I don't have those problems. I don't have, and those are problems that you're like, oh gosh, I have to have player meetings today. I'd love to have player meetings right now. <laughs> oh sure, I'd love to have people. You know, you'd love to be able to go down and 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 hang out in the locker room with the guys. I mean, I'm in we have our offices all up in the, the same area. It's my office, my assistant's office, the women's head coach's office and the women's assistant's office all in the same area. Right. I'm the only one in the, in the office. Usually it's bustling with people. It's it's, there's six of us in that six or eight of us actually in, in the same area. And it's just me right now. And you, you, you miss those things. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get these programs back to where our players get the opportunities again that they had. And then our, the staff gets the opportunities because not only do we, the players need it, young coaches need the abilities. I mean, my last three or four hockey ops guys all are at different division one schools. They're like, I, I got one at St. Thomas. I got one at St. Lawrence and I got one uh, at Mankato that all work for me as hockey ops guys. And they're doing a great job where they're at now, but they needed a job and they built, they did such a good job. They got better. They got higher paying jobs right. and, and that's, that's life. So we need to get these programs back, not just for the players to get those opportunities, but for coaches and, and staff members too. Yeah. Now, um, when, when you, when you talk about that, um, is it, you sit there and, and, and I, as, as, as an outsider, we're sitting here, and, and, and right now as we speak, there are three schools that are not in conferences. Now, obviously, that makes it a little bit easier to schedule, especially at the end of the season. But do you expect in two or three years to see a lot more realignment? Or what do you think? If I'm not getting you to tell tales out of school, uh, how much oh, more I, changes do you think we're going to see? Ooh, I, you know what? The funny thing is I, we played Ohio state, which would have been maybe 10, maybe even 15 years ago. And we beat them at Ohio state. And, uh, I went into the uh, media room and 
Paula Weston, who's an esteemed USCHO writer, and right. and she's ended up become a, a real good good friend of mine through all the Frozen Fours and and that. And I didn't know Paula, and and she asked the question that same question, and I said, I don't know where this is going, but we would need to get go out right now and get uh, a case of beer and sit down and let's try to figure this thing out. And then eight other people would have eight other opinions. And you would think that you would have the right answer and it would completely change. And I I don't see that, that everybody wants the best for college hockey, but everybody needs to get on the same page for college hockey. And I don't see that because at the end of the day, you're worried about your program, your team, your thing. And I think for everything to work, there would have to be a massive realignment that I don't think everybody would be on board with. If that makes sense. No, listen, it it makes sense because, um, you know, I saw Atlantic hockey, um, and and I'm sure I said something because I always do, but, um, you know, when, when, you know, they were talking at the end of the season because that the, the commissioner had that interview in the, uh, for the conference championship game. Uh, where he said three schools basically were, were talking to us about joining. Um, and that just sent everybody crazy. That made everybody nuts. Yeah, I saw that interview. I was still in the league then. Yeah, I know. I understand that. I get that. Um, I was trying not to say it that way. <laughs> no, I no, but I, I watched I was watching the championship game. And that shit sent shockwaves through the coaches too. Because we were like, what? Really? Okay. Where are we going yeah. with this? We'll see. Um, and, and, and I know it didn't happen, but as, 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 as a coach, uh, does it matter to you how many teams are in your conference? I mean, or do you take a bigger picture view when, when stuff like that happens or, you know what? I, I, I think it, I don't think it, you don't want too many teams for one auto bid. Okay. And I think that's I, I completely understand that it, you know, you it, the real easy thing when we were around would have been to say, hey, we'll take all three of those teams and we'll have a fourteen team conference. We'll divide it up. Seven will play in one side. Seven will play in the other, and you can even out your games. And but you don't want fourteen teams for one bid. No, at that point, I don't, I'd just be better off having two conferences. You, yeah, but who's going to go where? That's where well, it comes I down understand to. Understand that. Who, then you're going to have to divide up and, and, well, I don't want to go with him and he doesn't want to go with this person. <laughs> and how do you end up working? It's, it's like schoolyard soccer. Uh, you know, you're, you got 14, me and you are picking, you don't want that person. I don't want this person, but <laughs> I mean, how do you figure that out? So it, that's unfair because everybody's got different agendas and everybody's different schools and different things like that. And, and I will tell you this, it's not Atlanta hockey's, job to take all those oh no i get it i i I totally understand that and i'm not a member of the league right now and it's but it it wasn't there it it doesn't it shouldn't rely completely on them to have to take all those schools oh i agree with that and 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 and, and you know what if they if if something worked out great but that's their i wasn't involved in those conversations so i didn't know how that played out because we were already I think one of the, the worst things that probably happened for expansion was being at 11 schools, us not playing this year, dropping to 10. Then they were at an even number and they didn't need to take another school. 
All right, here we go. All right, I, I, I we just hit on two <laughs> don't things. Open, that, don't open up that can uh, of worms. You just hit no, on two, no, on, no. On, no I, I mean, I'm just, I'm making a statement. I, I'm making a. a no, no, no. I get, I, I don't get know that. that. This is, this is. Well, this is. Well, these are, these are just things that I have said. So I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to be uh, upfront and honest. You know, I, I definitely yelled and screamed about uh, the two Alaska schools in Huntsville being cut loose, and uh, I have this thing about. We have computers. Why do we need to have even numbers of teams? In co- Why is that such a, a a a thing that, oh, well, we, we have to have even numbers. It's not that hard to make a schedule. Don't go there, is Coach. <laughs> Don't go there. I, I, let, I, let him go out on his island. Okay. I, I want to ask it you. It got two, really I quiet I, on I, my. I, I don't. I want to ask you two fun things. Coach, stop listen, talking, but I didn't coach, say a word there. Coach, I, 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 I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. That's not why we're. That's not coach. why we're here. But I'm just trying to be. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying that I've made those those thoughts public. Yeah, and I just didn't want to hide behind. Um, not I, you know, since the, the the moment was brought up, I didn't want anybody to say, "Well, you had a chance to say something, you didn't say it." Yeah, you that's said all. It. We know it. Okay, coach. Well, you I told wanna... me this show was gonna be thirty minutes. Now we're at an hour. I gotta go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no, I just coach. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna end this on on some fun things because you brought no, up no, the you band. Know, this has all been fun. I mean, I this is. I'll tell you this. I miss this. This is. This is what I don't get every day. It's you know what? Uh, I'm you call I'm us out, every Tuesday out, and Sunday if you want. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out raising, trying to raise money. I'm trying to trying to do this. I've already got a podcast. I got a Monday deal. I don't know. Well, USCA shows. I don't have a signed contract with them, but well, maybe I could be a, a third guest host with you guys. I gotta, I gotta well, try listen. to reinvent myself if this hockey thing go. doesn't work. I gotta become something. Well, listen, you're oh, better first of at all, hockey this, stuff than we'll ever be. Yeah, th- sure. this hockey thing is going to work, Coach. Trust me, it's it's coming back. I, I just have a really good feeling about it. But uh, I want to end on a couple of fun things. Um, you mentioned how important it was uh, for the band to be there. And uh, I grew up in the 80s on college hockey. And, man, well, you know, growing up in northern Minnesota and going to UMD, the band was a big fixture. North Dakota, the band was a fixture. Michigan Tech, you know, you think back to all those places. So I'd really like to see that happen as well. Your thoughts on that real quick? Oh, my first memory of of college hockey would have been in the late 80s. I was in uh, playing junior hockey in Detroit, and I went down to Joe Lewis Arena for the Great Lakes Invitational, uh, the semifinals. And to hear the Michigan State Band and the Michigan Band and those bands. I went to Michigan, Wisconsin about three weeks ago now. And the Michigan band, just the energy it brings to, to, and they're one of the best. Michigan's one of the yeah, best bands. Yeah, they are. I mean, they've got they've got the traditions down. It, it was a Mich- Michigan Wisconsin game on a Thursday night. Um, it's phenomenal, and and the what they do, it it just energizes the building. And ours did that the other day. And like I said, you I had did. major junior guys coming up going. So this is what college is like. This is pretty yeah. cool. And yeah. then the people came to me like, you got the band to come to? I'm like, yes, this, this is what it means to, to be a college athlete. And they have the band. The, I felt bad for the band because they thought that they needed to play the fight song for every goal that was scored. They kept playing the fight song. They, they didn't even get finished with one fight song. And then they had to start playing it again. I'm like, God, you keep playing the same song. Just play it for the alums. 
But no, you're 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 right on the money. College hockey is about the student section and the chance, respectfully, of course. Yeah. And the bands and the. I mean, it's that's the fun thing about our our game and um, those some of those places. I I was fortunate enough to coach at Cornell, and uh, if you get a chance to go to Lina Rink, what a great experience that is um, as a fan and to see the band and see the history of their cheers and chants and when they play Harvard throwing fish on the ice. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's, it's top notch, but uh, everybody's got it. And you know what? uh, I hope, I hope we don't, I hope as we get more into the internet age and all that stuff, we don't lose college hockey. And what you're talking about is college hockey. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to share one more thing for you. We had uh Brett Larson on last uh, Tuesday, and when we finished up with Brett, we were just asking for uh, for something kind of kind of humorous because we know the uh, the Mac Motzko story, and I'm sure you're very well versed in that as well. And and uh, and he told us a kind of a funny story, so I want to ask you if you've ever had this happen to you. Uh, he said when he first got the job at St. Cloud State, he was in his office, and uh, he was waiting for David Rennick to come back from overseas, and he'd never met him. Uh, so he wanted to meet his goaltender, right? And he said uh, he was expecting him any time, and he said all of a sudden there was a knock on his door, and it was Mac Motzko, but he didn't know that. And, uh, and and Brett said, so how was your how was your trip? And he said, oh, fine. And he said, well, it's kind of a long ways, wasn't it? He said, no, about 15 minutes. And, uh, and Brett said, um, you're not David Remick, are you? And he goes, no, I'm Mac Motzko. <laughs> so I want to ask you, have you ever had a coach or as a coach had a player come in that you didn't recognize and thought it was somebody else? Well, it's hard because <laughs> sometimes you don't get a chance to meet those kids. You don't right. get a chance to, whether they're from, you know, the British Columbia where your assistant recruits them, they don't visit or you get a kid late. And, um, no, it's, it's challenging. And uh, it's, it's harder with the parents because once you get the, the kids back, they turn their kids over to you, but then you, you're walking by. I'm like, I should know that person. Who is that? <laughs> right. And they go, Hey coach, I got that. Yes. But, uh, we had some, one of our parents, uh, at, uh, um, the celebrity game on, on, uh, Sunday. And he had one of our team issued coats on that we got three years ago. I'm like, Hey, that's a good coat. Where'd you get that one? And he turned around. I'm like, Yep, I know where you got it now. I mean, it's, so you, I'm like, there's like 30 of those coats made, and he's wearing one of them. And I'm like, and so then I go to the, the kid. I'm like, you gave your coat to your dad? He's like, yeah, he took it from me. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's all about free gear. Speaking of that, I still haven't got my slides from the last time I was on. Yeah, you uh, know what? See that? Yeah, okay, there you hold go. on well, a minute. Yeah, listen, hold, hold on. on a minute. Coach, I haven't explain. got mine either, so don't. Let, you're not alone. Let, let me explain, I mean, Coach. it's winter uh, here now. It's we're gonna we're talking <laughs> snow on Monday, and I, I, I'm still I haven't got my slides yet. Let, let, let me tell you this. There's two things I got to apologize for. One is uh, I went out on the road with the thought that I was going to be back in a couple of weeks, and it's been five now, and I'm still in Denver. <laughs> but So your box is with like six others that are all addressed and ready to Checks be Checks in the mail. I get it. But, yeah, but there's yeah. nobody there. Tell me about and, it. And, and secondly, today I did not see your message that you sent me this morning, so I apologize for not getting back to you until like 435 or 
440, but I'm putting well, that on David Carl. You asked me to be on the show, that's... but then you don't tell me how to get on it again. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what the... here we go. That, yeah, yeah, see, there we that's, go. That's David Carl's fault. Let's put it on him because uh, he, he made me hang around today to see if his team was going to be uh, ready for Western Michigan. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you that. What a good hockey team that is right now, though. Oh, oh they're, they're, they they're, when, oh. when you go from North Dakota to play Western Michigan, and, uh, you know, Pat, I played with Pat at uh, – at Western and I'm a Western alum, obviously. And, you know, at, uh, to see what they've done to start the year. And I talk about that and, you know, I may seem like just this, this hockey coach being a mark for Robert Morris hockey right now. But um, one thing I will tell you that, that since start of this year, I've been on that podcast on USCHO every week and it's made me look and watch and appreciate uh, what other teams are doing throughout the country. And, and what Western Michigan's doing right now is is unbelievable. I mean, the the game that they had at Colgate when they're down five nothing and come back and win six five in twenty three minutes. Wow. Yeah. And then <laughs> uh, you know beat, everybody beat was Michigan. looking at that. Yeah, and we took we talked to earlier in that week on Monday about Michigan potentially going undefeated, and we were joking. We were comparing them to the Maine when they won uh, the national championship and. Um, basically went undefeated the whole year, and uh, and then they then Western goes into Yost and beats them, and I mean, can, <laughs> almost I mean, this swept is, them. This is, yeah, yeah, they did overtime. Yeah, but uh, I, and and I maybe it's I'm paying more attention this year to other teams because I've got players on a lot of different teams, right? Um, that played for me, and you want to see how they're doing, and then you're you're sad if they're not. And one thing that I I didn't add to my list of job duties is one event planner that's over there's some small ones fundraiser that's never never going to stop never uh nope. podcaster hockey coach and this year i've, I've become a, a counselor um because i've i've dealt with more of my former players calling or texting me asking me if if you know telling me how they're doing or telling me about this and asking me my thoughts and um, obviously I'm, I'm respectful of, of what their coaches are saying to them. And, um, I always ask them back, well, what is your coach telling you? And maybe you should talk to your coach or, or this, but, um, you know, when you have relationships with a guy like Aiden Spalacy or even guys at other programs, uh, for, for years, you know, they want your opinion because you, you develop those relationships. And I know that them as a hockey player, I'm, you know, the first thing you said was, you know, number eight. And I said, Aiden Spellis, his motor doesn't quit. <laughs> exactly. And you were like, yep, exactly. Because I, I know their game better than, than anybody because I've coached them for 100, oh, 100 games already. So it, uh, that, that's it's why I threw a, it out there. Cause I knew you would yeah. have that. I also, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Western as well. And I knew you were an alum and I had to get that out there because, uh, boy, there is no easy games in NCHC hockey. And, and David told me that today. He goes, you know, every, every one of our 24 games is going to be a battle and we know it. Oh, absolutely. And you look at Miami and, and we talked at, uh, on, on our podcast about some teams that, you know what, we're the kiss of death. We're like Jimmy and Ed and myself, when we start talking about teams uh, like who are hot and who are, are unstoppable. We talked about Colgate and I was at the I was at my kids' game and I'm like, oh, Colgate's up five nothing on Western. I'm I'm a genius right now. And then it was six five, and I'm like, okay. And we, uh, what if we start talking about you like you're really good? It's the kiss of death. Well, so we talked about we talked about uh, um, 
you know, who would have thought Ohio State would be six and two? Yeah. But then, you know, you got Miami. We talked about Omaha and their start. And then Miami goes in and beats Omaha last weekend. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, you just, you go down the, the list of, of things. And, you know, right now, I, I would say people forgot about Ohio State a little bit. And Ohio State being in the Big Ten, they, they got all the, the, the high, but they're six and two right now. Yeah. And they go in and they sweep uh, uh, – who did they sweep last week? Penn um, State. Penn State, after Penn and, State beat North Dakota. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, it's – and this is another thing that really bothers me. I used to have to worry about one hockey team. Now as a, as a <laughs> broadcast journalist, I've got to worry about 60. Tell me you, about like, it. You can't even forget – like I, I knew Ohio State won two games. I couldn't remember who it was. But yeah. we talked the previous week about Penn State, how – they went, uh, what were they, five and one at home, and they had the one loss to Canisius, and then go to North Dakota, and all of a sudden they fall, they get in the rankings, and they're up there, and then they lose to Ohio State. And <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at people's schedules now of, of who they're playing. And, like, week. I got show preparation going on. I mean, it's Every like, week. Dave Starman, it. watch out, man. I'm coming after you. If I there don't, you go. If we don't get this job back, I'm going to. You tweet that Dave Starman, I'm coming for his next job of knowing what's going on in college I, hockey more than I, him. I will do that. Uh, I, just, I, I mean, uh, although, I you know, I got I to gotta look out for the Long Island guy, though, right? I mean, um, but sure, you know, we'll I guess. get that out there. We'll get that out there. Don't worry about <laughs> okay. that. We'll, we'll, what, we'll, one last yeah. quick one, real quick, and I know we're about five minutes long anyway, but um, Quinnipiac and Arizona State, uh, you know the connection there. Who's it more important for, Coach, the, this weekend? Is it more important for Greg in, in Arizona State, or is it more important for Quinnipiac, uh, who's 7-1-2? Uh, uh, you know my, my, my former assistant, Mike Corbett's uh, at, at Quinnipiac now. Yep. He was my assistant last year. Yep. I re- Mike, Cor- Mike replaced me at, at Air Force and then obviously became the Huntsville head coach, and then he came to Robert Morris last year. And Obviously, my daughter plays on the same team with, with Greg and my wife spent the last weekend with, with Greg's wife. So I, we've got a great relationship. I think it's more important right now for Arizona state. Um, we, we, we did a thing on the podcast this past weekend, the USCHO podcast of, of buy or sell. And uh, one of the teams that we talked about of, of that was the easiest. There were 10 teams and it was like, I thought we were just going to go one word and it ended up being like a, <laughs> like a, a, a dissertation of, of buy or sell. And, Quinnipiac was the easiest buy. They're hot right now. They've yeah. they've beat some really good teams. They haven't given up many goals. Um, I would have, you know, obviously they're perennial top five team. You know, Greg had a tough schedule to start. Went three and three right off the bat, which is probably where he thought he would have been. And this is a, a this will be a big test for him. You know. Uh, he had the they had the week end off, which surprised me that he wasn't in Rochester with our with our with our girls. But um, he was with his his son back home. But um, he, you know they they're a team that they've got a lot of offensive firepower. I think they're goaltending mm-hmm. right now, and in in watching their scores is they've just got to make sure that they solidify the position. And obviously Cole is a it's Brady, right? Is, is yeah, kind of there. Yep. See, they, they, but they, they've gone back and forth, which right. I haven't really followed as much as I probably should have actually who's played in net. If I really want to be better than Dave Starman, I would know who, 
Um, but then again, I have not called everybody. Well, and, and, well Cole and was sick for a weekend too. He started off and then got sick the next weekend or, or something like that. So uh, he's been battling illness, but I, uh, you know, both him and Ben Cross are pretty solid goaltenders. Yeah. And, and you know what, I think that's gotta, you gotta solidify that position a little bit. And you know what, uh, I mean, it's a, he, it's tough being independent. I mean, it's, it's tough because you, your schedule when, like when I talked to Greg, he said that we got a tough first six games, we go three and three. That's a, that's a good start. And then we go on the road to Colgate and Colgate was expected to be down. Yeah. And, yep. and that, that's where we started to be really high on Colgate. And then, um, then they, they had the issue with Western Michigan the next weekend. And then they struggled this past weekend in Ivy league play or not Ivy League, ECAC play. And then to have St. Thomas come in where it was good, positive momentum. But I think that you're going to have to see Arizona State to get where they want to be. They're going to have to start winning on the road. And it's right. going to be a challenge because they are 5-1 and one at home. Right. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a tough it's, – it's tough to play in Arizona. We did it uh, – we did a waste yeah. management open weekend a couple of years ago. And, you know, there's just so many different distractions. And oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm excited because I'm a, I get to go down to Phoenix for my son to play. Um, we're going to take a family vacation right before Christmas. Smart. My son's playing down there. But unfortunately, the, uh, the Sun Devils are at Colorado College that weekend. But uh, Join Scott. Um, yeah, no, it, uh, I'll, I'll figure something he'll, out to do. You'd rather go to the sun than, than hang yeah, out I'm with not, me at ropes. And, no. Listen, listen. No, Coach, I may be. Is... I may. No, I may be at Colorado. I may be in Colorado Springs to to go. One of my plans to do 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 this year, if we, um, we'll know by January one if we're going to be returning. If not, I'm going to go to a whole bunch of different uh, schools and and watch what they do. And that's what I've tried to do already. I've watched. Uh, Michigan, Wisconsin. I watched Sacred Heart and uh, Mercyhurst. I'm trying to, besides using this year to to advance my skills as a fundraiser and event planner, um, I need to make myself a better hockey coach too. And with that, I want to go to different schools and watch how teams play and watch how they practice. And obviously, I want to go and see uh, Joe and Andy and Frank at Air Force and watch that and obviously uh, i'm gonna go down and I'll watch greg practice a couple times before he goes out to uh uh colorado springs but it's i, th- I think you're gonna see uh i think you're, you're gonna see an interesting weekend because this is a big weekend quinnipiac has has started off really well and um you know, this is like i said this was supposed to be a, a long weekend it was supposed to be a saturday sunday uh affair this past week in arizona state in and then they were going to travel down to to Quinnipiac and play Thursday, Friday. Um, but obviously they didn't play us, so they were off. And now they're Friday, Saturday, Quinnipiac. But you asked me the question right off the bat, bigger weekend. I think it's a bigger weekend for Arizona State to prove they can win on the road. All right, well, Coach, am I, I right or wrong? Am I right or am I wrong? How's my well, I think you are. I think so you're right. I think, the, I think you're right. But what do I know? Uh, yeah, the I only thing I you, so you are right. The only thing <laughs> – oh, man, maybe I'm wrong then. The only thing I can promise you, Coach, is – I'm sure that uh, after you guys uh, were high on Quinnipiac, that Coach Powers will be happy to hear that. And two, I can <laughs> promise you that every day I will get on that man's case 
and get you those slides. I promise. <laughs> well, you know what? If I, if I have to trade the slides for for you pumping uh, our program to come back, I'll take you take you online, uh, letting us letting everybody know that Robert Morrisaki needs to be back, and I'll I'll uh, I'll pass up on those slides. No, no we'll that, get that, both. That's a done deal, and the and the slides are on the way. I just got to get back to Arizona and uh, and get resettled uh, again because uh, this has been this has been a crazy five weeks out here on the road. But um, coach, but I don't understand. I don't understand why you're not in Arizona. Where else would you rather be? <laughs> well, it's not cold enough in Denver yet, so don't worry about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they they said on the news the other day that the latest snowfall ever in Denver was back in 1934 on November 21st. And it appears that it may not snow again till till after that. Uh, the way things are setting up right now, but anything can change. But no, it's been great. I, I had to I had to uh, get out and brand us a little more and, and spread our wings a little bit. And uh, it, it's been nothing but fun. And I've had a chance to see Arizona State play at Denver. I've had a chance to see St. Cloud State play at Colorado College. I've seen the matchup between Air Force and Colorado College, which you're very familiar with, I'm sure. I watch those and, games. Yeah, yeah, and I and I had Denver and Colorado College, so uh, I, I really enjoyed it, and um, it, it's just been a lot of fun. But well, let me ask you a question. Yeah, and I, sure. I unless you get is there a time limit on this show this week? We got about you, seven uh, minutes left. Yeah, we got, got seven, seven minutes? minutes left. Yep. Yeah. Okay. How good were those jerseys that Air Force wore in that co- in that in that <laughs> I, game? I love them. Paul hated them. I loved them. I thought they were fantastic. I couldn't tell. Like it was hard on TV watching them. I just because you were there live, right? When they wore them. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yep. Yeah, they were. I thought they were very, very well done. There were so many details in there that that meant something to the Air Force program. Um, I, I thought they were fantastic myself. Oh, okay. Well, well, I you know what? It was tough on TV a little bit. I loved them in pictures. I loved them when they showed it, but it was tough to watch on on TV. Yeah, I, and Paul Paul probably thought the same thing from there. But I, no. I like the helmets too. I like the way they they did the helmets for that. But um, yeah, it it was a lot of fun. Coach, the regular Air Force threads are classically awesome and should never change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's my co-host for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Derek, I will, we, uh, I'll let you guys. I'll let you guys finish your show off. I've uh, I've taken enough of your time, uh, but. It you was know, awesome. Like it's, it's a, I knew. Please, I knew I had to call you as soon as as soon as uh, I, I knew the event was going to be this Sunday. I knew we had to have you on, and we certainly appreciate you taking time to spend it with us because I know you're a busy man. No, well, I hope uh, I hope that uh, you know if you can get that uh, link out for our our uh, auction, and hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody can see see the passion in our program and. Uh, um, you know, we had fun and this, I think this is, this is better than, than these, all these stuffy interviews you have to do is just to be able to sit and talk. And I, you know what, I'm not, I don't throw out the, uh, bad words that other podcasts do. And, <laughs> but I, I think that's, that's the new way of, of just being yourself and talking a little bit about hockey. And it's what I love. And I love Robert Morris hockey. And I, I'm, here's the thing. I'm 275 wins, 275 losses and 68 ties. I'm as 500 as can be. That's got to be changed. And, 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 yes. I need to either be above or below. I can't. I, I'm like zero and zero again, you know. So let's get this back so I can start, uh, you know, piling on this. I got to get 300 for sure. 
Yeah, yeah that that's reason enough. It's going to happen, Coach. Thanks again for joining us. We appreciate it. You're welcome anytime. Just uh, send me a message anytime you got something to say, and we'll be happy to do it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. That's the uh, the head coach, director of hockey, Mr. Everything, event planner, you name it, uh, fundraiser, um, everything. Uh, Derek Schooley from Robert Morris University. Paul and I are take our final break. We'll be right back. Uh, folks, I know we're running late, so we'll try to get this done as quickly as we can. And be right back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy from beautiful Blackhawk, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Paul, you got three minutes to wrap it up. Uh, I don't even think I have that much, but we'll get now it done anyway. <laughs> College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Behind the Mask and its three Valley locations. In line or on ice, we are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy summer skates. Outfit your entire team with personalized koozies and shower shoes. Go to IcetimeHockeySW.com and click on the green squad locker tab. M-Drive, for your help for your immune system, building lean muscle mass and making it through the day without the afternoon crash. Go to MDriveForMen.com and see how our high-protein, low-carb start shakes can work for you. Buy Burrito Express. Our family recipes to your table, the place in the East Valley in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, world-class education, and a destination city. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or get the three-time Best of Vegas winning award-winning barbecue at your next Allegiant Stadium event. Boost Mobile, you choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month per line. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to NCHC.TV and subscribe. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are available on your favorite platform for downloading podcasts. 
College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done. Quick read. Great show. Thanks to Derek Schooley for joining us. Paul and I will be back on Sunday night with College Hockey Southwest Live. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. De Niro. Good night, everybody.